Welcome to Mudflap and Palmer We're Forced to Do a Podcast, a weekly bonus bit of the Mudflap and Palmer Show, starring Mudflap and Palmer. Reach out to us on Facebook or email mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com. Now, against their will and most people's wishes, here are Mudflap and Palmer. Well, hey guys, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast. I am Palmer. I am Mudflap. We're now old enough to drink. We are, officially. <laughs> yeah, episode 21. Uh, we have something today that we haven't done in about a month, which is a top five list. Has it been that long? It's been about three weeks four, to four weeks since we've done a top five list. They all just run together anymore. They kind of do. But this one, actually, I, I, I started thinking about, uh, actually, yesterday. It's, you know, missed buses and things that might have been over the course of our, our lives that if we had gone back, if we could go back and talk to our younger selves, what different avenues or interests would we have pursued? So we'll get to that in a minute. But I want to bring up something. Today is Friday, uh, August 5th. Yesterday, the National... Well, when we're recording this, it is. Right. National Weather Service yesterday, Thursday the 4th, readjusted. Their hurricane season forecast. Now, back in May, they had predicted a well above average hurricane season. They said that for the last six seasons, average is considered uh, 14 named storms. And for the last six years, we've had above average seasons. They predicted that again for 2022. Yesterday, they adjusted their forecast. Why? Because it's been over a month since any tropical systems have formed. Well, it's that African dust. Apparently it's it knocking is. it all down, but you know, if you look at it, they are talking about well, that's about to go away, mm-hmm. and moisture is coming off the coast of Africa, and they're saying that this is going to ramp up when it normally ramps up towards the end of August, right? But ordinarily, we have several systems that you know form or, and do something or don't do anything in June and July that get us up to like the uh. L or the M storms by the time the season really picks up steam. But it's been over a month. Tropical Storm Colin, that was that weird pop-up one that just showed up over South Carolina and then disappeared like 18 hours later. Right. That was the third tropical storm. Where they said storm. there was a 10% chance of it forming, and then the next day it was a tropical storm. Yeah, that was... Spot the, on, guys. Yeah, that was, again, in, a, in a, a nutshell, what our issue happens to be with hurricane forecasting. But now they have adjusted... Their forecast, as of yesterday, their official walkback is a 5% less chance of actually being a busy. See, they said it was going to a 65% chance of being a busy, above-average hurricane season. Now they've adjusted. It's, it's 60. Oh, 60%. I, thought, I thought you meant they dropped it all the way to 5. I no, was no, like, no, no, no. I was like, wow, that's a massive adjustment. No, no, no. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. They went from 65% chance of an above-average season to 60% So are you chance. saying that you know between May and now that they were beating the drum of fear-mongering? I'm not saying anything, sir, but I, perhaps I feel like, you are. I feel like that's what you're saying. No, I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> and I may just be nodding in agreement. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, so apparently they've adjusted it, which they really didn't do. It's one of those things, you get the feeling that sometimes they go, obviously been wrong about the first two months of the season. It's not as busy as we thought. So basically, actually, when you think about this, if they adjusted it from 65% chance to 60% chance, all they did was two months into the season, take those two months into account. 
They're basically saying the rest of the season is going to be exactly the way we said, minus the two months we were wrong. Yeah, it's like you can look at it. I just mark it on the calendar around August 20th. That's mm-hmm. when things start to ramp up, and then it's we're not really out of it until the 1st of October. Okay, so if you were going to make a prediction, layman's prediction, uh, we've had three storms so far. They're saying they were expecting, back in May when they made the initial prediction, they said 22. 22 named storms, the average being 14. Now, we are three in, and it's now the first week of August. You want to lay a number down on how many named storms we have like by a, the time it all goes away? I'll go 15. I'll go 18. Okay. Again, still not what they predicted, but I think we'll see a significant uptick. Again, one of the reasons they say this has happened is, while well, the Sahara dust storm had come over and weighed down all of the possible well, all development. Yeah. Right. Uh, so that being said, uh, they, as you said, they're expecting that to kind of taper off here very soon and, and again, things to resume. And literally, if you live on the East Coast, you don't pay attention until about August. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. If you're if something pops up in June, July, or even early August, you're kind of surprised because the real stuff, even though they start the hurricane season June first, the real stuff actually happens mid-August. Yeah, that's when when you have to kind of pay attention. Right, to mid-October. You get two months of real activity-prone time. And uh, so I don't know if this is going to pan out the way they say it is. or It never does. No, No, we can just go ahead and say that. It never does. Ever, ever, ever does. Are you saying that if they predict a busy hurricane season that it is not, and that if they predict a light hurricane season that it is busy? I'm just saying. We'll just look at this year. You know, it's apocalyptic hurricane season at the beginning of May. See, I see this as almost like a dartboard. Oh, it's 100%. It's like, hey, where do you want to go on vacation? You throw a dart at the wall. Right. At the map. But here's the thing. You want to hit the bullseye. That's what you're aiming for in darts. You want want to hit the bullseye. So what do you do? Well, you kind of aim in the middle and hope for the best. And that's kind of what their forecasts are like. They're not aiming at anything. (laughs) It's like trying to play darts and you're in a nightclub and it's, you know, four in the morning and you've, you're basically 18 beers in and you're just hoping to hit the wall where the actual bullseye is. You're hoping not to fall down on the dart itself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, by the way, in case you're actually doubting where we stand on this, both Mudflat and Palmer are giving meteorologists a serious bout of side eye right now. Like, really? It's uh, well, like that meme. With for that the puppet. record, I've been doing this for years. You just jumped on board. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> A little bit. All right. Our top five today. I started thinking about this. I'm like, man, you know what? We're in our 50s. You're in your early 50s. I'm in my mid late. to late 50s. 57 as, is late. As, as we established. Late. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hold on to that for one more year, man. Oh, for denial, man. Year. Denial. It's all good, man. And it's not just a river in Egypt, sir. Just, denial just is how I live. Embrace it. <laughs> I, I, I will next year. I'll say my, my next year, I'll actually call it my. Early, mid, late 50s. I'm just going to keep tacking on words until I hit 60. Just call it the golden 50s. Yes. You're in your golden, you know. No golden. No anything. No AARP. None of that stuff. I'm not. No. No. I'm going to deny it. That was the thing when I turned 50. Literally three days after I turned 50, I got my first AARP. Hey, come join the club. Yeah, I got mine before 50. Well, what I didn't know about that is you can join whenever you wanted to. Oh, really? Yeah, you can join when you're 18, and you get all those benefits. There's no age limit to it. Oh, they tell us now. Right. 
Because when you were now, we're too embarrassed to say I want a senior citizens discount. Hook, and hook 18, your boy I would have been absolutely capitalized. Well, they on have that. that, and then they have like you know deals for like movies and all other kinds of stuff that's just not you know the early bird special. Nobody tells you this. I found out on TikTok. Nobody tells you things this. I learned in my fifties. I'm. You know what? I swear I'm going to do a whole podcast just on benefits you should be getting. Don't let the old folks get them all. Yeah. Because, you know, don't why, make why mistakes. Why let boomers made. market the corner on that? Exactly. On this podcast, I want to do a top five. Top five skills or talents that you wish you had. We don't do politics. I think we should have, like, a no-politics zone. But we do love to argue. Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. It's time for Mudflap and Palmer's Top Five. Talking Top Five. I say market the corner. It's corner of the market. I'm not good, saying, look. Good Lord, my dyslexia is in high gear today. I wasn't going to call you out, but I heard it. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. It just okay. registered because <laughs> literally just five minutes ago, I tried to write something down and I wrote it completely backwards. And you said it backwards, which you get bouts of that. You know what it is? I've I've discovered this from a, a, a an observer uh, observer's perspective in that when you get tired, oh. when you get mentally exhausted all of a sudden that starts bubbling to the surface for example if you come back from a nice weekend and on a monday you're going all right let's do the work whatever yeah i'm pretty sharp you're sharp but it tapers off as the week goes on and then this uh dyslexia that you've kind of dealt with most of your life has oh it, it, it surfaces it rears it surfaces there are days where i go back and i look at something that i wrote down and i don't know what it is it's the funniest thing it's not funny. I imagine for you it's very frustrating. It can be, but I've I've kind of gotten to the point where it's like... You shrug your shoulders? It is what it is. Where you shoulder your shrugs? Yeah, I could. <laughs> All right. Our top five skills or talents that we wish we had. Just stuff that if we can go back and talk to our younger selves, go, okay, learn how to do this. Focus on that. And from your perspective of being an adult, uh, what you wish you had learned, what skill or talent you wish you'd picked up or had. Go ahead with number five. Uh, photography would have been one I would have picked up early. Uh, a friend of mine was doing it for you're a long good, you're time. You're good at it. I've seen the stuff that you take and you're good from a, 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 an amateur perspective. Oh, I'm very amateur. Um, but it's, it's a learning process and it's something I wish I would have jumped on so long ago because I would have had to learn Photoshop and all that other stuff that goes along with it. Um, there's so many skills with it, but yeah, it's one of those things, but now it's to the point. It's like, why? Because, I mean, the iPhone takes as good as a picture as my DSLR camera. Right. And I'm not even going to jump into the mirrorless cameras because they're just ridiculously expensive. One of the things that the 21st century has brought us is technology has allowed people that have nominal skills look like they have serious skills. Yes. Uh, and not just photography, but a bunch of other, like, auto-tune for singers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. It's like you have a certain degree of talent, but it technology enables us to... Uh, magnify that. All right. My first one is I wish I learned how to act. Not because I want to be in movies or TV, but I've always loved radio. I've wanted to do radio. And to be honest, uh, to be a well-rounded radio person, a certain degree of acting skill is not required, but it helps. And it helps a lot. For we, example, we've we learned a lot on the way. Yes. Yeah. We have commercials that we do where they ask you to play a character or whatever, and I suck at that. I am so bad. But that's at, you, though, because you're snarky. No, no, no. It's got nothing to do. No, look, uh, that's a whole other He'll podcast. look at his script and go, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Do you know why? Because I yeah. can't act. Because 
I know that this is a weakness of mine, and I therefore I get snarky about it because you're oh, expecting so me to do something. Oh, so that's the pushback on it. Okay, yeah, I never know that. You're expecting me to do something that I know I can't do well. So, but yeah, I would have I would have acted or learned how to act mm-hmm. because I hear stuff that we do. For example, the 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 promo that we do for this podcast has a little bit of back and forth. It's scripted that we play during the course of the week to invite people to listen to the podcast. And I listen to that and I go, I'm sort of playing a role there. I'm reading a script and I suck at it. I listen to that and I get so down on myself. I'm really bad at acting. I don't know why, because I like that one a lot. I like the concept, but in my head, I hear it better. All right, you should play it here. All right. And let people, you know, All tell right, us what you, they You think. guys be the judge, because actually, a lot of you that listen to the podcast are not from the area and you don't get to hear it. So this is what we're talking about. Okay, so the Mudflap and Palmer were forced to do a podcast. Podcast has been going on for a while. Have you caught on to the hottest half hour on the internet? Literally dozens of people listen every week. Yeah, we got to get those numbers up a bit, but how do we do that? Be more entertaining? (laughs) Please, too much work. We just tell them there's clues to a hidden treasure in every episode. But there aren't any clues and there are no hidden treasures. Details, sir, details. There's no treasure. Hundreds of thousands of dollars might be yours. Or not. If you just download or listen to Mudflat and Palmer, we're forced to do a podcast. Just remember, no treasure, no clues. Or maybe there are. Stop it. Mudflat and Palmer were forced to do a podcast. It pays to listen. Or not. New episodes every Friday at catcatchy993.net or anywhere you get your podcasts. And playing that, I just critique myself and how I'm not natural when I try to act. When I have a conversation, I'm natural. When we're doing this, I'm natural. But when I try to act, I'm not natural. And it drives me nuts because I notice it. But Well, I don't think I'm any better than you are. All right, but that may not be a bugaboo for you. It is for me. Yeah, it, it's. I just don't care. <laughs> And that's where we, it all boils down to that. It is what it is. You're number four. Uh, draw. To learn how to Ooh, draw. I almost put that down. So, yeah, it's one of those things where I always drew. But it's it's one of those, I never advanced past that one first card that you learned how to draw. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just everything I draw looks like a second grader did it. I am with you. It's like, and it's weird because that magnifies the disconnect between what you envision in your head and what you can actually put down on paper. Because, yeah, if that was what was in my head, we have issues. Yeah. uh, It's bad. So bad. This one's going to surprise you a little bit. Mm -hmm. I wish I could write well. Yeah, it does surprise me. Because I am competent at what I write, but I'll read books that I enjoy by authors that I enjoy. And and, uh, I'll give you an example of a really, two really good authors. Robert McCammon and Peter Straub, they are both fiction authors, and their ability is so beyond anything I could ever hope to get to. And that almost has held me back in the stuff that I can do because I'll write, and I'm in the middle of a book right now, but I get so frustrated because then I'll actually break off and read something by one of these people that really knows how to write. And then and you I go get back to so look at it. Yeah. Frustrated. I go, oh, why am I even bothering? And it takes me a while to get to the point where I get interested in writing again because I wish I, I wish I could write as well as they do. I'm competent. I'm not great. But most people can't write, so competent looks good. Yeah, you're so much better at it than I am. A lot of people don't have that skill, but I don't have the skill of some of these really good writers, and that drives me nuts. I can I tell I you what to write, but I cannot put it on paper. Right. All right. Uh, what's your number three? 
Uh, mine, uh, number three, would have been program or develop video games. Ooh. Um, because it's a passion. You know, I, we grew up with video games. Absolutely. I mean, from the beginning, from Pong on up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that's always interested in me, you know, the IT part of it and how to code and how to program and how to make it, you know, exactly how you want it because I would have saved myself a lot of money. Yeah. A lot I, of money. Not a desire I ever had. Uh, I know when the internet first started, I wanted to be a, a web designer. Mm-hmm. And I learned how difficult that was. And I did not have an aptitude and I walked away from it. My number three is I wish I could sing well. I like to sing, but I sing really poorly. Oh, I know. We've heard on the show. Oh, yeah. I sing really poorly, <laughs> as is evident. But uh, what's scary about that is my, my two daughters can sing really, really well. Uh, and they have no desire to pursue that. But when they break out into song, I go, wow. I mean, especially Caitlin, well, that's what my you oldest do. daughter. Just record it and put it on TikTok. I wish. No, I would, I would be they're, crucified. No, they're, they're not no. following you on TikTok. I don't, I don't have TikTok, but that's okay. You don't have the TikTok? Actually, my daughters do do TikTok, and they do do all those uh, social media that I don't do. So if I were to like sneak onto one of those, oh, yeah, I'd be nailed. I'd be absolutely nailed. What's your number two? Uh, number two would be learn how to play an instrument. Okay. Whether it's a guitar or the piano or anything so else like specifying. that. No, I mean, um, those are the two that interest me the most. Guitar and keyboards. Yeah, and it's something that I would love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never had the patience to sit down and actually learn it. Well, we're going to get to that because I will revisit that because that's my number one, but we'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, my number two is fix a car. Okay. I wish I knew if I had gone back to high school, we had this thing called BOCES, which was basically occupational skills. Kids would leave school at lunchtime and they'd go to BOCES and they would, and I don't even remember what BOCES stands for, but these were the kids that would learn how to fix cars and learn how to do carpentry and things. It's the Those, kids that we made fun of that yes! now make 10 times more money than we do. A hundred percent correct. Yeah. We would, oh, uh, we, we would absolutely mock them. Yep. Because they were going to do these manual, menial skills who now have a house three times as big as we do and skills that will serve them very, very well. A lifetime. Because they'll never go out of style. It's like being an undertaker. It's like there's always going to be a need for that. Yeah. You know? It, it's so. I agree. Radio people, we're so disposable. But people that have those skills, indispensable. And I wish. I don't have an interest in doing it, but if I had started back then and learned how to do it, like I'll go to D&D over in Darlington. I'll watch what they do. A couple of young guys, man, but they can fix anything on a car. I'm like, I am so envious of that. But if I had taken the time to learn that, you know, many, many years ago, I could have been at that skill level. So, yeah, fix a car, be a mechanic. Honestly, I wish that I had pursued that. And what's your number one? Uh, culinary. Kind of had a feeling. 100%. I should have went to Johnson & Wales when I thought about doing it when I was 18, and I didn't pull the trigger on it, and I know that was my life calling. To what end, though? To be a professional chef or yes. just for your own? No, be a professional. Okay. That, that... So that's a career that you would have liked to have pursued. Yes, 100%. Okay. I mean, I got into radio by accident. Right. And that was something that, and to this day, I still love, love. Um, now, what are the chances, again, and, and we've talked about this before, that there are all these YouTube channels and stuff like this. As a matter of fact, a great chef that I watch is named, uh, he's got a channel called Binging with Babish, which I highly recommend. Yeah, it's a good channel. He is fun to watch. Uh, he puts out books of his recipes, and he's it's a great channel, Binging with Babish is a great, if you're interested in cooking, and there, there are so many cooking channels on YouTube. You know, everything Everybody's from the got Gordon Ramsay's and the, and, the, and the people that are 
that are huge to people that you don't know but are very, very good. Um, what are the chances that you pursue this outside of what we do I mean, for I, a living and then actually do it, do it? I could do that. Um, it's a lot of nights and it's a lot of, you know, away time from your family and mm. it's, it's, well, if enough. you want a degree, yes, but you can be, no, I mean, I'm, no, I mean, just being in a restaurant. You know, oh, okay. You know, if you're going to go that route, but yeah, being self-taught. Yeah. It's something I could do. Well, we're totally never going to, we're not going to be in radio forever. Oh no, we're not. Um, and I mean, that's something that you could be working towards that you could mm-hmm. go and do that once you decided I'm not going to put on headphones anymore. Yeah. And you know, and half the issue is, and this is not a shot at where we live, but there's not exactly a whole lot of high end restaurants, high end restaurants where you can go learn. You're right. Um, you know, if you're in Charleston or Columbia or, or, you know, bigger place, Charlotte, things like that, you know, chefs are a dime and a dozen there. And it's one of those things where, yeah, you can go, you know, volunteer, work your way up or, or do whatever right. or just learn from. Um, but here, there's not so much opportunity for that. My number one is your number two, which is play. I, I just said play guitar, mm-hmm. but I would say keyboards factors into that. Now, I've never learned how to play guitar, but when I was little, before my mom passed, my mom passed when I was six and she had taken me to piano lessons. And I remember being able to play and not just play, read music, play Swan Lake and all that other stuff. When I was four five and six, I mean, it was on me early, but when she passed away, my dad got away from all of that. And I stopped taking lessons because my dad saw no point in it now that my mother was gone. Right. And all I remember is that I could do it. I can't remember. And not, if you, I look at music, for example, it doesn't bring anything back to me. If I sit at a keyboard, it doesn't bring anything back to me. That's something I regret, kind of blame my dad for. I just really wish I was one of those people who just walked over to the guitar and just, you know, Prince. Rip, ripped off, you know, a Led Zeppelin song. Right. You, you know, it up, just go, you it's just like, come playing. on, just one thing in my life. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And... It's one thing, and I and I think that that singing works this way as well for me. I think that playing, I'm such a music fan. Well, music's a big part of your life. It ex- I think that if I could do it well, it is another avenue of expression for me. As opposed, Right now, mm-hmm. we talk on the air, we talk for a living, and that is an avenue of an expression uh, for us that it's an outlet for us. Uh, but music would be another outlet, much like I think, to be honest, Cooking would be an outlet for you. Oh, 1,000%. You, know, I mean, you would be able to express yourself through yeah. the dinners and, and entrees that you served. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing for me as far as uh, musical instruments. If I could play, and I do still plan on doing that to some degree. YouTube. Uh, yes. There, there are. Again, we go back to that. YouTube is your friend when it comes to that. I swear it is for everything. There's always tutorials out there to teach you how to do stuff. Yep. So don't, I guess our advice wrapping this segment up is don't sit on it. Don't wait. Don't regret it later on in life that you didn't pick up a guitar and learn how to play when you were 25 and now you're 45. You're going, I wish I knew how to play. And it's okay because you're going to suck at whatever it is you do. Absolutely. At first. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of off time that you spend doing this other thing. Yep. But you will get so much out of it. And there's still a chance, even though we're old men, (laughs) there's still a chance that we can go, oh, man. You're in your late 50s. We, we covered this already. The golden wow. years of your 50s. You're, you're celebrating. 
And that's been episode 21 <laughs> of Mudflat and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast. Is there going to be an episode 22? Depends on whether he lives through the rest of the week. Well, it also depends on how the late 50s go for him. <sighs> it's all right. I mean, you can slip and fall, man. You know, it happens when you get older. It's been happening all my life. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Make sure you listen to us uh, on the app, on the radio station, 99.3 The Cat, in the PD area of Florence, uh, off South Carolina. Also, you can hear us on the Mudflat and Palmer Top 20 Country Countdown that airs on that station, on that app, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sunday evenings at 7 p.m. You can reach out and contact us at Mudflap and Gmail. Uh, Mudflap and Palmer at gmail.com. I was going to say, who is Mudflap and Gmail? I don't know. Do we that, have a new show? That's your name. That's your name now, sir. It does G Look, stand for. You got for- dyslexia. I just dropped entire words, okay? My entire name. <laughs> G stands for golden. Is that what? <laughs> Also, you can reach out to us on social media, which, uh, believe it or not, even though we're boomers. Uh, I'm not a boomer. I'm a Gen Xer. Don't ever call me a boomer. Boomer. Okay, boomer. That is so insulting. And, okay, boomer. You're, you're we, close. We, we've got social media. He barely slides into the whole Gen X thing, but he's very boomer. Very, very boomer thinking. But a hip boomer. Thank you very much. Absolutely not. <laughs> Have yourselves a wonderful week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you around. And that's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Mudflap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast podcast. A new episode goes live every Friday. So check back then. If you need more of the guys, you can hear Mudflap and Palmer in the PD on 99.3 The Cat weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. and around the world via the Cat Country app. Have a great week.